All right. Well, welcome back to the iWealth Podcast. Today we are joined by uh, the gentleman that actually owns an absolutely awesome business called iWealth, <laughs> Mr. Brad Connors. And uh, today we're talking about beneficiaries and, uh, you know, if there's a couple of them, do you name them? Who are beneficiaries? I guess let's start here. What are beneficiaries? Let's keep it simple at the beginning. Yeah. So do you have a bank account and yes. you pass away and it's just in your name, who's going to get it? Right. So you might have a beneficiary, you might not. And so this kind of gets into the legal ease of... So if you're married, are, are they your beneficiary just by default? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. So, uh, and again, there's going to be some lawyer speak here, and I'm not a lawyer for full disclosure, so go see your lawyer. But uh, no, so let's say that you have a joint tenants with rights of survivorship account at the bank. It's your checking account, and your yep. husband and wife's name's on it. Husband dies, wife has the account, no problem. But they both pass away... And they have two kids. Yep. Who's going to get the money? Well, you'd say the two kids. They might get it eventually, but it's got to go through a thing called probate. Sure. Because you didn't take the time to put a beneficiary on those accounts. And probate, from the way that I understand it, is just basically our government saying, here's how it's going to go. They're, they're telling you how it's going to get split up, right, in probate? Yeah, it's a legal process that a lawyer will walk through sure. that costs money yep. to identify who the right owners of those are to read the will and those type of things in order to, which is a whole nother thing about having a will. Okay. But um, we, we see a lot of mistakes with beneficiaries and we get back in touch with the attorney saying, how do you want this set up? For instance, we'll have clients that'll set up a trust, but they'll never tell us that they set the trust up and they don't get their assets put into a trust and then they die or something happens and it's like, well, wait a minute, this didn't happen the way we thought it was supposed to happen. And so um, one of the things that happens is communication lacks and we don't get involved to make sure that the beneficiaries are correct. So we try to do a beneficiary review with a lot of our clients when they come in okay. just to make sure that, that things are correct. I see a ton of clients that come in that have a normal bank account, back to what you said, and they haven't put any beneficiaries on it. So for, for instance, if you have someone in their 60s and it's a husband and wife, they should have, a, or anybody, they should have what's called a POD at a bank, paid on death, okay. beneficiary perhaps, and they should list those. If they want, everything goes to their four kids, yep. they should just list the four kids as, as POD. The kids can't get into the account. The kids can't see the balances. It's just at death that they're going to receive it, and there's no probate involved at death. They just walk into the bank, certify copy of the death certificate, and the accounts are now theirs and they move forward. So I see a lot of people that haven't taken the steps. If you have a 401k, they ask you, who do you want for your beneficiary? If you have an IRA, a lot of times they ask you, who do you want for your beneficiary? So you have some of that covered. But I see on typical on bank, the bank accounts, accounts yeah, you I, go in, you time. set it up 20 years ago, and maybe there wasn't even a kid involved 20 years ago. Right. Fast forward 20 years later, you have a 20-year-old son or daughter, and life happens, you pass away, and then all of a sudden, there's nobody, the POD, there's nobody on set right. up as the beneficiary. Right. Okay. And there also can be, um, and there can be some real problems in this too. So, so think of someone that has minor children. So let's say they have a, a boy and a girl and they're eight and 10 years old sure. and mom and dad have did all their estate planning. They have a nice net worth. They've did their estate planning and they have an IRA with $500,000 in it. And they list the eight and 10 year old as the contingent beneficiary. So say it's dad's account. Yep. Dad dies, goes to mom. Mom dies, goes to the two, two kids. They're minors. Okay. Okay. So they now receive this. There's no, there's no probate or anything involved. It's their money. And when they get to be the age of majority, 
which is either 18 or 21, depending on what state, it's yep. their money. And so now all of a sudden, they each have $250,000 when they hit the age of 18 to go be with their friends or go party or so go want, to Europe. you want a contingency on yeah. that to keep it away from. Yeah, so, so a lot of people are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to say, well, listen, I'm going to have my spouse as my primary and I'm going to have my kids as contingent. The problem is, is they have a will set up with the trust provision, let's say, that says, uh-uh. If we die and our kids are going to get this money, they're going to get a piece of it at 18, a piece at 25, and a piece when they're 40. Sure. If they don't put it in the trust, which means they can't list the kids as contingent beneficiaries, they need to list their will or their trust as the beneficiaries. So when they die, it doesn't go to the 8 and 10-year-olds. So just circle back to that. Say that part one more time. Yeah. So um, minor kids... Yep. Listed as beneficiaries on a $500,000 IRA account. Yep. Mom and dad die. They're yep. minors. They're going to get those funds when they're 18 or 21. It's their money. Okay. Yep. You can't lock it up from them. Yep. However, mom and dad might've had the intentions of not giving it to them all when they're 18, just to stagger, stagger it out. They have a legal will that they have written to make this happen. Yep. The money never got to the will because they had the kids listed as the beneficiary. So a lot of times we see mistakes with minor children being listed as beneficiaries because it doesn't go in with the will that the lawyer intended for mom and dad to have. So you have to basically designate the will as the... Contingent. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the document of choice. Right, because then the will's going to get read or the trust, whatever document is there, and it's going to designate when those kids receive those funds. I might be mean, but I did it for my own kids. They're not getting everything at 18 if I'm not <laughs> around, right? And, and, so, and so you practice what you preach. So we talk a lot with clients. Like mm-hmm. You just have to make sure you have this correct because a lot of times you get a beneficiary form, and what do you do? You list your spouse, and you list your kids as contingent beneficiaries. But when you step back and look at your net worth, do you really want them to have it all when they're 18 years old? Yep. Or do you want to put some guardrails up? Yeah, the, yeah. Will, the will to kick in and yeah. actually have that. Yeah. Staggered a little yeah. bit. And there's beneficiaries for your house. You can talk to your attorney about a TODD. So there's different things that you can do. It just too many people don't review it. They they take a life insurance policy out when they're 20 and now they're 60 and they haven't reviewed who the beneficiaries are. Crazy. You just have to look at that stuff. So that's a little bit about what other things with beneficiaries do you run into fairly often? Because there's a lot that goes along with the whole world of beneficiaries. And we talked a little bit about the kids part of it. But let's say that you don't have kids. I mean, you can name a sister as a beneficiary of it or uh, a church or what other beneficiary things kind of come up or boil to the top fairly often. Yeah, I've seen it all, Matt. I've seen from churches to charities to nieces and nephews, you know, whatever they want. You can give your money to whoever you want to, really. Um, you just have to look at the structure of it. So if it's a charity, you would prefer to give them an IRA because they're a nonprofit, they're not paying taxes. So I have clients that have IRAs going to charity and they have their Ross and after-tax money going to their kids or life insurance because it's not tax. So there's some tax kind of things to pay attention to with beneficiaries as well. So um, it's, it's, it, seems, it, it seems like no, it's just so easy. Just list somebody. It's yeah. pretty complicated and you do need to review it because there's mistakes we catch all the time. So even for the people that have 
had you kind of as their financial advisor, is it every five years that you're going in to look at this beneficiary thing? Is this a two-year thing? Is this every 10 years? If you guys set it all up, how often are you circling back to it just to relook at some yeah. of that? I, I would say every couple of years that, that we're looking at. And life changes, right? Someone dies or something needs to be changed or a divorce happens. Gets married. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go back and we'll, we'll take a look at it then. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you back here. If you guys have any questions about this and beneficiaries, um, or if you're in somebody's will and you were the beneficiary, that's the best case scenario, <laughs> right? Uh, leave it in the comments below and uh, we'll make a podcast about it. All right. Thanks, Matt.